Have you or anyone you know ever been emotionally destroyed by a book? Have you ever got the feels for a fictional character? Have you ever been hungover after an all-night book binge? Then pull up a seat, pour yourself a glass, and hang on to your candle. This is Drinking Ink. Hey friends, Brittany here. Before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to drop in with a note on our content. While books are for everyone, this podcast was created for adult audiences only. We advise listener and reader discretion as we will likely delve into difficult and sometimes triggering content often seen in literature such as graphic depictions of violence, frank portrayals of sexuality, discussion of mental illness, and existential struggle. And on occasion, some downright filthy language. It might be a lot to take in, so if you need a breather, take a break, or come back later. We'll be here for you. <laughs> Hello! I can finally talk after four days of being sicker than a dog. It's never it's never fun having to deal with that. No, so. it's definitely not. And I'm glad that we we're finally able to record this episode. It's been like three days of like, can we? Can we not? I don't know. Maybe. So I'm just glad that I'm able to actually finally uh, be able to, to speak without sounding like I belong on the Mickey Mouse House Club. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this week... We're talking about the dreaded, never-ending, to-be-read pile. The TBR. <laughs> the one, yeah. Oh, no goodness. It feels like it's something that just, you know, you start, you, you start reading and you're like, oh, reading is fun. Reading is right? fun. It's the best. Reading is amazing. And, and then, then you... you- get the tbr pile because you're like i'm i'm gonna read this and this and then you never get to it you have a, oh this looks great I'll, I'll add it to the bookshelf oh yeah i'll read this when i'm done the next book and then i'll read yeah and i'll read this book and then all of a sudden before you know it you're 800 books deep and not quite sure how you're going to accomplish it yeah or you wake up at 6 30 in the morning and someone sent you a tiktok about pastry <laughs> smut oh and you're goodness. like damn it now I gotta read it. <laughs> You're welcome, Becca. You're welcome. <clears throat> I love how how you, we go from, you know, my not not as innocent but more innocent like rom coms to a uh, pastry smut in the span of like a year and a half. I mean, let's be real here. TikTok has introduced us all to genre fiction that we never ever would have discovered. I I personally would never have discovered that there was such a genre as pastry shifters. Pastry shifters. Oh, this week I've uncovered some things. Like I rediscovered the dinosaur erotica. I knew it existed, <laughs> but I've been passing it over and I was like, you know what? Now's the time. We've been some weird places. Why, why stop now? But then also right. someone else showed me on TikTok uh, the digital desires inbox. Have you heard digital about that? Digital desires? No. Oh, that, that's it not is. familiar hold on let me let me pull up so we have taken by the tetris blocks conquered by clippy the paperclip invaded by the iWatch. we have <laughs> coaxed by the copyright page and rammed by the reviews for this book <laughs> oh my gosh oh my goodness y'all need i mean need- where people get these ideas i don't know i appreciate exactly. the creativity I enjoy it because like I'll sit there and question like some of the things I write in my own books and I'm like this is too weird no one's gonna go for this and then I get recommended paperclip erotica and I'm like you know what (laughs) maybe it's not that weird after all there's an audience for everything there is there is an audience for everything absolutely I feel like it's partly the shock factor I feel like people purposely are like you know what I'm gonna make this and because it's different and people are gonna be shocked by it I feel like that's part of the draw is like the shock factor of like oh like what like that's never been done before like that doesn't make sense people for are sure I also I think there's also like a challenge too like what is something like can I write erotica about Clippy the word document assistant like the Microsoft assistant and like what can would that we look find like? can we right. find that line where people are finally like you know what no and apparently <laughs> from what I've uncovered we have not found that line yet it's it's apparently a it's a hard line to find 
I don't even know if it exists, to be honest. <laughs> exactly. The limit does not exist. No, it does not. It <laughs> does not. We're referencing some mean girls here now. So do All either right. of you do either of you actually know how many books are on your TBR? Like, do you are you one of those god-tiered human beings that have the exact number of books on your TBR? I have the number of books that I want to read on my Goodreads list, but that does not include all of the books that are on my bookshelf that I have picked up and bought that I want to read, but don't know. So I know for myself, I have 98 books on my Goodreads TBR, which is like that, you know, click the want to read button. Only 98? On Goodreads. (laughs) No, but even on Goodreads, I have more than that. But I think uh, if I'm being generous, it's probably closer to 200. Just given what's on my shelf, that's not including things that I'm like, oh yeah, I want to read these books that are up in my brain that I haven't made the move to write down or pick up. So that is me. Oh, what about you, Mia? Are you? Do you know your number? I have my Goodreads one up right here and I can go, um, I'll tell you that. And I also can look at my Kindle and see all the uh, copious amounts I haven't read. Um, I have 563 on my Goodreads. <laughs> That's not including all the stuff I have in my bookcase and still haven't read. <laughs> and we got, I got like three bookcases this year. So <laughs> there's at least a good hundred in there, if not more. Um, and then there's also my Kindle um, that, cause I, I like, I've been finding those free books since before it was popular on TikTok because <laughs> um, back before I actually had a decent uh, income, I would always look for the free books. I just got, got to, okay. Un- okay, unread on my Kindle. I have 1,190 books. <laughs> you, you officially beat me in something. <laughs> So Mia has the longest TBR. Becca has the longest books read for the year, which we're not going to reveal because that is going to be one of our episodes coming up later this month. We're going to talk about how many books we read this year. And I'm kind of just in the middle. I I am very conservative though. I'll be honest. I'm very picky about what goes on my TBR list. I, I have to really, really be interested in it for it to go on my TBR list. It can't be like, oh, pretty cover. I want to read it. It has to be like, this is something I know for sure that I'm interested in, whether good for good or for bad. You have more self-control than I have. <laughs> the, amount, the amount of books that have arrived in on my doorstep between, actually, it's all like my Black Friday stuff's coming in. So like yesterday, I had like over 100 books delivered. My poor UPS person. You 100 books? In one package. I I go all out for Christmas. That's why they're all sitting huh? back there. Are those gifts for people or no, gifts that's, for you? That no, that's what I bought myself for Christmas. Ah, <laughs> oh, your poor wallet. That that's just the that's just the uh printed ones. I I also like splurged on Audible and Kindle, but I do that every Christmas. So, but on my Goodreads to read shelf or want to read because I don't pay attention to this. I just click buttons. Uh, I have a. 880 but I have no idea what's in here I just see something that looks cute and I click want to read that way the algorithm keeps showing me things in the same general concept oh, I also so that's kind Amazon of how I find books I, I have that too I have an Amazon wish list just for books and I totally forgot about I, I I have one but I haven't updated it in a long time to be honest and I think a lot of what's on my Amazon wish list I've pulled from my Goodreads want to read list like I looked them up on Amazon and added them from my to my Goodreads TBR so I'm like I'm not even gonna bother looking because I know there's not a lot and it's probably not very interesting and honestly there's probably more that I've like saved on TikTok that I'm like I want to read these one day because they look pretty um and also they're interesting and also I like the tropes so honest there's there's too many there's like there's so many tiktok is dangerous you can just go on tiktok to like scroll and just chill out for a while and you'll come out with like 18 new books in your cart and it's dangerous for more than just more than just books because you get all those ads for things that they actually like are legitimate and you could use and you're just like 
I have to make decisions and that's not a fun thing to do because I want everything, but I can't afford everything. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a dangerous place. It's the bookish merch for me. I, I, I do pick up some book recs from TikTok, but it's all the bookish, bookish merch. I spend so much time doom scrolling Etsy thanks to TikTok that like at this point etsy keeps sending me notifications like hey your favorite shop has added new things i'm like please no please my bank account my bank account hates me right now i just got some bookish merch from etsy today <laughs> they were it was from tiffany roberts shop she's the one who wrote ensnared so it's some spicy ensnare in his darkest craving artwork and like one of them was in an envelope and I grabbed it from my husband and I was like, don't bend it. Cause he had like the mail gripped in his hand. I was like, don't bend it. And he's like, why? I was like, dirty pictures. <laughs> Cause that answers everything. He's like, oh, 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 sorry. Dirty pictures. Can't, he, can't bend that. He's my husband. So whenever anything in the smut sphere shows up now, he's just like, oh, all right. I was like, Whatever. oh, it's just my wife. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, just, just chilly is about this. He's like, oh, okay. Nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. <laughs> All right. So what are some of the top books? So no, what is something that you recently added to your TBR? A couple of books maybe that you recently added to your TBR. You don't need to go through the hundred that you got today, Becca, but yeah, maybe we'll tell us a few of them. We'll just randomly grab one's always in December by Emily Stone. I don't know what it's about. It was just Christmas themed. <laughs> <laughs> Cute cover. Uh, there's Mrs. Dalloway by Virginia Woolf because I have some classics that I've never read that I just plan on reading next year and this is one of them you just buy a book you don't even know what it's about I at least like skim the back cover I mean when I'm reading like going through and looking at them I'll like kind of read the description and I'm like oh you know that is that is something I'd be interested in and I do kind of read the blurbs but by the time they get to me and I get around to reading them I'm like what were you again <laughs> I don't remember like I probably liked you in the moment and I probably still will like you I just don't feel like reading the blurb right now <laughs> what about you Mia what did you recently add um I recently added uh Neanderthal Seeks Human it's Knitting in the Seat by Penny Reed I'm like I want I want to buy this I want to get this book it's from like 2019 so it's not like new new but it just the synopsis I mean it's it's got this pretty pink um, if my here it's got this pretty pink book cover, which I mean that was the the thing that led me to in the first place. Um, but it's this girl who she's incapable of engaging in a conversation without volunteering too much trivial information. Um, no one unnerves her more than this one guy, Quinn Sullivan, and she doesn't know how to knit. <laughs> so after she loses her apartment, she's um her apartment boyfriend and job in the same day. She, which is something that also this guy she doesn't like witnesses um Quinn this guy makes an offer she can't refuse so um yeah it sounds very very interesting and I'm like I need this book it's enemies to lovers like it's just the you title see, alone you see I think I always spent too much time with Becca because you said Neanderthal seeks human and I immediately went somewhere completely different I was like Mia Mia I'm proud of you <laughs> I was, I was sitting there for a second. I was like, oh, she's coming over. She's coming to the dark side. That that was a tease, Mia. I know. That's why I chose it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, you guys are too funny. Um, yeah. But it, uh, yeah. I, uh, and then I also, well, this is on my TBR for a while now since Becca showed me it last year at Christmas um it's the alita jacobs eating her christmas cookies so i finally actually bought the book i read that i read that last week it was actually really good i got resting yeah. grinch face today it's the that's number four is that number four or number five in the frost brother series I, I don't i don't know it's part of the series like that that one's the first one and there's like five frost brothers and i'm just like I, I have all of them. I just I'm eating her Christmas cookies. The only one I've gotten to. I got a lot of Alina Jacob titles actually this last week because she's got those wonderful titles, right? I feel like the title itself is what hooks brings me into the book sometimes. Like just the title and the, the cover of that book, it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like yes, please. <laughs> and see, is- I I feel super like 
I don't know. It's weird for me because I spent so long not reading that like when I started to get back into reading all of my recent stuff is like recommendations that I've gotten through TikTok or through people recommending books to me because prior to that I was strictly fantasy like I read fantasy and only fantasy I occasionally steps out stepped outside of that genre but I was typically reaching for books on my dad's bookshelf so it was Robert Jordan Terry Pratchett David Eddings Anne McCaffrey um Terry Goodkind you know like and and so I didn't really have a lot of ideas as to where to get suggestions for books and like what would make me interested in a book so Mm -hmm. I don't know it's it's interesting I I don't do the sometimes I I won't say I don't do the cute covers sometimes I do the cute covers sometimes a cover is enough to make me go like yeah okay but um I don't know it's weird see I was like my see my mom reads too but I was kind of the more avid reader out of the two of us and I'm pretty much the most avid reader in my family. Like nobody else really reads as much as I do. Um, and so I was, I just kind of had to find my own, find my own books. And I started doing things like, like I started off at the library before I like really got my own books and I'd read at school. Um, <clears throat> and then um, I'd go to places like Chapters or Indigo. Well, it used to be Chapters. It's now Indigo. And I would look at the seal books. And sometimes it used to be, I could find them for like a dollar or $2 um or like like three dollars like relatively cheap but still good books that I could read and that was kind of how I like built up my collection from like scratch and then also going to like thrift stores and um things like that and I just found books that I'm like oh this looks interesting I'm going to get it um or like I think Harley Quinn was one of the, the one of the genres I started first started having my own copies of um and I just kind of went from there and branched out and I and then my phone and such started giving me recommendations because <laughs> sometimes it'll I'll be on Facebook and it'll give me like the indigo book titles pops up and like oh this looks interesting or goodreads goodreads you could get lost in the scroll on goodreads just by like pretty cover okay let's go see what it's the d- inscription is about if I like it then I'll put it on my tv heart list like things like that just kind of like everywhere little bits and pieces from all over I don't know. I've always been a reader. Like to the people like in my immediate vicinity, like, you know, my little inner court, like, and I guess y'all too, the concept of me without books, it's like, you cannot separate the two any longer. Oh no. It's, like, it's my entire personality. Um, but until I joined book talk, I kind of stayed in that like YA fantasy realm. I read a lot of poetry and like, I would now and then pick up things otherwise, but it's only been within like the last two years that I even like started audible books or eBooks like once I really got into book talk, it just, it, everything exploded. Like the, the, the hoarder tendency and stuff was there. It's just, it's exploded with book talk, <laughs> like exponentially, like atomic bomb level. Oh yeah. I, 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 I remember seeing this, watching this happen. It's like all the, the, the comments that you, you'd tell us about the books, new books. you <laughs> Like, I mean, personally for me, if it has romance in it, I don't care what genre it is. As long as there's a romantic element in it, I will read the book. It, granted, I also like the other aspect of like the, the the description and such, but it doesn't take much to get me to read a book. No, I, I love romance. It's the best. <laughs> I consume everything. Like I talk a lot about the dirty books. I do read a lot of dirty books, but amongst oh. all that, mm-hmm. it's tame things. Like I can go from like dinosaur erotica to a nonfiction, to children's lit, to poetry, to rom I just, I read all across the board. Like, I don't know from one day, literally actually from one hour to the next, what I'm about to pick up next. I don't have one genre mm-hmm. I hang out in. <laughs> I just spent the last couple of days really struggling going like, what do I want to read? Because I just finished, um, I just finished Love on the Brain the other day. And I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to pick up now? <laughs> It's so good. I actually like Love on the Brain better than Love Hypothesis. I preferred it personally. It was just, I wasn't wasn't really into Love on the Brain. What didn't you like about it? I don't know. I felt like it was too close to Love Hypothesis. And it was, and at that time, that was around the Halloween season when I was reading a lot of these rom-coms, dark broody dudes. And I was probably like, you know what? I need a different trope to get into right now. So maybe it was the time frame in which I read it. 
but I was like, oh, look, broody dude, sunshiny girl, blah, blah, blah. I know how this is going to go. Okay. Did I have the plot clocked from literally like chapter one? Absolutely. Like, was it super simple to figure out? Of course. What I liked, and I think maybe it's because I don't like fake dating as much as I like enemies to lovers. And like fake dating was okay. The fake dating was like, I was like, okay, like it's all right. I guess you know what's even but, better than fake dating and enemy silvers is a combination of the two. No, I still I don't love the fake dating. I don't love fake dating. So like, at least personally, I like it that way. For me, it was like love hypothesis was like okay, it's cute. Also, I had like Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley in my brain as I'm trying to read it, and I did not have that when I was reading Love on the Brain. So that made it a little bit easier. But I don't know. I felt like it was just a little more the characters felt a little more vibrant and a, and real to me in Love on the Brain than they did in uh, Love Hypothesis. And I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to Love Theoretically, which is coming out next year. So. I can't wait. See, I had to actively force myself to not imagine Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver because I managed to do it. Um, but yeah, no, it was so cute. Like, there are so many things that I'm just like, I just felt myself melting for BM, just like, I love this character so much, you know, and it was just, it was like really cute, like, I don't know, I I feel like, yeah, like, I think a tiny bit of me likes love on the brain a little bit more than love hypothesis, Um, just because I liked that, just, it was kind of interesting to, to see a different perspective of of things i don't know it was just it was cute it was good i think great what you're feeling next is some forced proximity yeah yeah <laughs> i need some forced part you know what i love gotta level one bed trope one bed one, one bed. bed you need some forced proximity like a one bed trope like a f you i do what i want female character yeah that should be your next read i need to find what do i have on my shelf let me check let me check what's on my shelf trying to think if i can think of any any uh books with a main character female that's like f you what y'all gonna do this to me well i'm trying to think oh or are we making you it, uh it's called thorm's temptation it comes out december oh. 16th it's by rebecca massey <laughs> hey um you people you ask me like a question and my brain goes blank so that's a norm. Like, I feel like you should already know this by now. That's a normal occurrence with me. And Becca, that was like the, the, the least could like, that was the most vague way to like slide in some yeah. promo for your book. Did you just <laughs> say vague? Vague. Yes. Yeah. You said the most vague way. Yeah. Vague, vague, vague. vague, vague I don't know. Vague. Vague. We Canadians say it a little bit differently than you do. I'm, I'm getting, oh I, I'm getting over a cold here. Give me a break. Vague. <laughs> the most vague. I just forgot the word. <laughs> Next year, I'm going to make y'all read some monster smut. You already make us read monster smut. No, next year I'm gonna make. Next year I'm gonna give you a lot of different flavors of monster smut. Next year I'm gonna make y'all read smutty Easter Bunny. Even more than you've already shown us. That's because she's gonna write it. Oh goodness, she's gonna write smutty Easter Bunny, and of course we're gonna read it. It's already written, actually. It's called Bunny Love. But back to TBRs. What's like? What if y'all can think of it? Because I have to think about it myself for a minute. What's like the oldest book on your TBR that's still sitting there, not read? the priory of the orange tree (laughs) i have one so you on goodreads you can like put a book you can like reverse the uh reversed it the order in which it was um i guess put on and i think i have one from like i've read like it's one of those books that's in a series where there's like a million books um, but it's like a rom-com series. And I've read like, you know, books, like these chunks of the books. And then I've read some in here and then these ones. But like, there's a few in there that I haven't actually read that are still on, like I own them. And they're still on, they're on my TBR. But I just have yet to actually pick them up. <laughs> so yeah, there's quite a few from that series. I know for sure it's prior to the orange tree. I bought it, I think last October. October it's been it's been on my shelf and I just I can't bring myself to read it I've picked it up 
I downloaded the audiobook. I I spent an audible credit and I still have not been able to get into it. Not that it's not good. I did I will say the audible narration who does the narrating? She does different accents for each of the characters and I find her accent a little bit difficult to understand at times. So I was like, okay, maybe the audiobook's not the best for me, but then it's like picking up I, for some reason, even though Priory of the Orange Tree is not as long as A Court of Silver Flames or House of Sky and Breath, the sheer size of the Priory of the Orange Tree is extremely daunting to me. And I don't know why, because it is smaller than both of the two biggest books that I have read this year. Right. I feel like when I was younger, I read probably a thousand pages in one day and there are some books in here that are like not even 300 pages that I just have not touched <laughs> but yet a thousand pages in one day like it's weird it, it really like it shows that your mood if you're a mood reader your mood has such a significant impact on whether or not you're gonna sit pick up the damn book and read it <laughs> y'all put me to shame again I think like some of the oldest books on my TBR like physical books that I own have been here since like 2013 and I still haven't read them and I haven't unhauled them ironically because I do unhaul books every couple of years I really need to do it now but it's a what is it like the sweetly sister red cold spell something with an f by Jackson Pierce I don't know they're like they're like YA fairy tale retellings they've been here since like 2013 I have books from like 2009 on my on my Goodreads TBR, so I feel like I beat you in that era. I mean, I don't. A lot of the books I just started to recollect books, right? Like, <laughs> um, the books that I had prior to us moving to where we are now were books that I was like, okay, I'm I want copies of these books because I've read them and I want to have copies of them, and I wasn't reading as much, so my shelf was pretty bare, and so everything that's on my shelf has literally been bought within the last 12 to 14 months, give or take. So a lot of it is stuff that I've picked up at thrift shops or I've bought brand new and I just haven't had an opportunity to sit and read it. Not for lack of want. I mean, yes, for lack of want, because sometimes you just can't get into well, a book, but. And and I find what happens sometimes too, is that you, you get, you're like, okay, I'm going to, these are the books I'm going to read next, next. And then you like you go online and you get more books and then you end up like bumping the books that you were originally going to read you bump them back for the new books that you got and then you read those and then it's just like a vicious cycle um of just buying books deciding okay I'm gonna read this one first and then bumping it back because you got another one <laughs> you know randomly when you felt like this the urge to spend money and it just it kind of all gets pushed back I literally I just have a pile on my on my um night table of two of them I've started reading and are in there but I have not continued yet <laughs> I'm pretty sure of a, a few in my bookcase that I have started to read and then end up somehow making their way over back to near the bookcase I think from a, like a group bulk buy that I've set of books that I bought probably is like August is a bunch of books that I bought like, like I bought the soulmate equation the unhoneymooners I bought dating Dr. Dill um the last book of the brown sisters haven't touched any of those um at all and I don't know it's I I think for me I got sucked into the ruby verse so like I got my kindle and then it was like I fell down the rabbit hole where I've literally consumed everything that ruby's written except for the risdiverse series She's addictive. Yeah, I've, I've started reading Rizdiverse. I've only read one, but I, I've hit Rizdiverse before I got to the Corsair Brothers. And I did the Corsair Brothers before I hit the Rizdiverse. And I I love those so much. It's like I find since having a like stable, steady job that I've had to I've had to really like structure and prioritize things in life. So then you only have like so much time for reading. And it's just like I don't like being an adult. <laughs> I don't like having priorities and having to push aside reading for being responsible. <laughs> yeah, adulting sucks um, on really many does. levels. And they, but they I like us, They let us think that it's going to be fun when we're a child. And it's not. No, but I like having adult money to spend on the books that I want. So true. That, that makes me very happy. I'm very happy indeed. Me too. 
Uh, that can be dangerous. Yes, very dangerous. Because you, then you also have to make the choices with the adult money. Um, and there's a, that's a whole like little like rabbit hole you can fall down in. Well, like I know for sure, like I do a lot of thrifting with my books. Like I'll go and I'll pick up a lot of books at thrift stores, and um, that's where I pick up a lot of lot of my purchases and I know for a fact that currently sitting at my mother's house is a box of books that she a I've lent to her that I'm getting back plus books that she's picked up for me while she's been down there so I will have even more books to add to my TBR (laughs) when I get back from Christmas I use the library quite frequently actually like multiple times I work at the library but I'll come home from the library with like 20 plus books uh on top of the ones i buy so i utilize the library a lot i want to start using the library more my issue is that i'm i i'm not necessarily a mood reader per se but the time frames is like okay i have literally three weeks to read this and the pressure sometimes is too much i I can't be like okay i can't i can't just sit and read this because i have other things to do right exactly I have a patient at work who's going to be bringing a whole bunch of books for me because she's like, I read these. Would you like, did you, have you ever heard of this author? I'm like, no, I haven't. And she's like, well, I can bring them to you. Like, bring them if you like to. I'm like, yeah, sure. If I don't finish them, like, I can also give them to my mom when she's done. Because, but yeah, I love it. Like, just through work, I'm going to get more more books that I don't have to pay for. So I, I have the cheat code when it comes to the library. Um, since I work there, I can just go on the computer and hit renew on what i have make it longer which as as patrons of libraries if you don't know that you can actually do that too just call them and say hey i'm so and so renew this book for me and most books will let you do that unless it's like a special like top shelf or something that gives you like a very limited amount of time but for the most part most books won't do that i know colleen hoover books though colleen hoover books cannot stay on the shelf i don't get it they'll have like a wait list of like 18 people behind you even like the ebooks, mm. like the wait lists for them are insane. Just like those like popular romantic fiction and all the like fun stuff. It, the wait lists are eons long. Yeah, I'll see on Facebook groups, people are like, oh, it's it's going to be six to eight weeks before this ebook's available. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not that patient. Um, I'll just go buy it for $3. <laughs> Yeah, that's and that's where it is for me is like I I love libraries and I think that they're very useful places and I've borrowed from libraries. That's where I got the Final Girl Support Group, which I ended up listening to on Audible. But um like they're really useful places. I just it it the the way the system is set up doesn't work for me as a reader, which sucks because I used to spend all my time at the library. That is literally where I would go and spend all my time reading, getting book recs. Like the librarians knew me by name and were like you know, they, like, my mom could just, like, she didn't know where I was, she'd call, is Brittany there? And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, we know where she, it's, it's cool, we know where she is, like, but as an adult, it's not the same, not for me anyways. Yeah, I don't know, like, for me, I did make use of the library, um, but, especially with COVID, I don't know, it just, I don't, I never really went there myself, I always had to go, and my mom was going, just because I didn't feel like trying to like figure out a way there and then have to carry all these books back. I just wait for when my mom went. Um, and half the time, I never really knew what I wanted to read when I went to the library. And I kind of like, I felt like so overwhelmed by all of the choices. And then I'd be like, I want to get this and I want to get this and I want to get this and I want to get this. And realistically, yeah, you can take like up to a hundred books at, at a time at my library. But my mother would be like, Maria, you don't need that many books. Like, are you going to finish all these books in three weeks? Are you really going to? I'm like, yes, mother, I will. Um, I'm, and about half the time I did. Um, but just the 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 idea of being told like you have until this date to get these all read, and if you don't, well, you can try and renew them, and if not, too bad. Like, no, I I didn't always feel like reading the book at that time. I want to be in the mood to read it. And then also trying to pick which one you're going to read first when you found all these books you really like. It's it's like, okay, which wh- what's the best right now? Which one do I want to read the most? Even though I really want to sit down and read all of these all at, like, at one time. It's, just, it's a great tool, but yeah, there are lots of things that just decisions. 
to make. Book collecting and book reading are two separate hobbies. Very different hobbies. They are. So what's the most, since TikTok is a book talk is a big thing, what's the most recent TBR book you've added to your list that you saw on TikTok? Mm. Mm, I have to think about that. Uh, hmm, Now I'm going to have to go check my Goodreads because I know I've added a few. For me, it's slightly easy because it was Brit this morning. It's Her Pastry Shifters by Mia Harlan. Oh, Legends and Lattes. I've heard about that. Legends and Lattes. It's in my wish list. I I just added it to my uh, TBR on December 2nd because I've been seeing it all over my For You page. And I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued because it's like fantasy fiction, but like orcs and like cool stuff so i'm i'm pretty i'm excited for that um i'm trying to think i'm trying to look at one that because sometimes i'll just like go through good good reads and i'm like ooh, pretty um oh okay so it's funny funny enough um this book kingdom of the wicked which i do i do have the first one um so i found this series because I started, so Jack, you know, the, the Stalking Jack the Ripper series. So I found that series back when it first came out on TikTok. Like it was, well, I had it, but like it was on TikTok and I'm like, oh, um, and then because of that, like she like blew up and then Kingdom of the Wicked came out. Um, and I've got the first two books in that series. And the third one just recently, um, was published and like, has like gone crazy on TikTok. So Harry Minuscolo. Mine was her pastry shifters. Oh yeah, that's right. You mentioned morning. that. Ugh. You sure before this is the, a non-alcoholic Robitussin? Before that, it was like the clippy one that somebody showed me on um TikTok. Also, what what's the most recent book that you've added to your TBR that's not TikTok? Well, like, for me, technically, love theoretically, but um, I would say after that. Uh, I recently added Tender is the Flesh, which is one that you had recommended uh, a few episodes ago. Uh, back, I think, early October, we had talked about it in terms of like spooky, creepy reads. And I've been hemming and hawing over like, do I want to read it? Do I do I think I can handle it? And I think, yes. And so that I recently added because I have not seen that on TikTok. Um, mine would be, um, it's from this year, Slay You'll Stay. I just found it on Goodreads. (laughs) Like that is where a majority of mine. uh, Yeah. December 6th today I marked, uh, marked it as one to read. Um, Yeah. Slay you'll stay. It's a, I think it's a, it's a rom-com. Yeah. I mean, 95% of the books I read are (laughs) rom-coms as we know. um, Cause it's me. I mean, let's cut, let's be real. Like it's me. We're talking about. Yeah. Yeah it's i think it's like a cat like a western cowboy rom-com because like i go through periods of times where i get really like hyper fixated on certain themes in reading <laughs> so like i'll go for like a long period of time of reading just like any book i can get my hands on that has to do with cowboys or western living oh, it's it's great <laughs> and then i go from that to i spawn a barbarian it's like as a per example yeah how far are you in your ice planet barbarians by the way i'm still only on book seven. Oh my goodness <laughs> mia well i've been a little busy with like everything else <laughs> plus i've gotten sidetracked with other books so that's fair all right what is a book that's on your tbr that you don't want to read but it's on your tbr because you feel like you have to read it mine's kind of futuristic because it's not published yet and it doesn't have a release date but it will be crescent city (laughs) three okay i feel like i should have known that coming Mm -hmm. because you you didn't even finish crescent city two i had to spoil it for you just so you knew it was happening i I got a good chunk in i got like 500 pages in i was like you know what the book's like i'm good i'm done (laughs) You made it more than a, 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 a well, 
but yeah, you didn't even know what was going on until I was like, we can't know? spoil. This is not a spoiler. I'm episode. not going to, but you didn't know what, like I'm saying, I have, was like, Becca, do you want to know what happens? Like, do you want to? And she's like, yes, please tell me. So I did. And she's like, what? How did I? Like, it was, it, it was, was a great cliffhanger. It was, it was funny. It was an amazing cliffhanger. The I, ending I was, of that book is the only reason I will read Crescent City. It's a cliffhanger to it. end all cliffhangers, I swear to God. And, and it was funny because I'm in this, like, uh, sometimes I'll, like, look at the Sarah J. Mass, like, fan thing on, like, group chat from one of the Facebook groups I'm in. And someone's like, does it end in a cliffhanger? I'm like, this is, I'm thinking, this is Sarah J. Mass. Why are, like, that is inevitable. Like, all of her books end in cliffhangers, except if it's, like, the end of a conclusion of a series, like Throne of Glass, Kingdom of Ash. <laughs> like, that is without a doubt. There's going to be a cliffhanger. It's Sarah J. Mass. <laughs> For me, um, I think, I honestly, and maybe I'm going to get, shivved over this but like babble i do and i don't want to read it i have it because i got it in my illumicrate and it's a beautiful book and it feels like something that i should be into but i also am like i don't really want to and i i, just, I, I don't know why i just have this feeling of like i don't really want to read it have Babel somewhere around here. I have the Barnes and Noble edition of it. I don't know what it's about. I, I just bought it because it was pretty. I don't, I don't even know. know. I don't even know what this book is. It was a big deal when it came out a few months it's ago. It's a really big deal on TikTok. TikTok. From what I understand, it is about um a specific translation school in an Oxford University in the early 1900s, late 1800s, in that general vicinity. It's that dark academia. Um, it's a kind of, they said it's a kind of a take on colonialism and education and academia and stuff like that. So like, it's one of those books that I feel like I should read because I'm trying to, to be a more diverse reader, but I'm also like, I don't know that I want to. I get that. Because I don't know that the subject matter is going to interest me. Not that I think that the themes in the book are not important because they are, but I'm just concerned that the book's going to be really dry. So mm -hmm. that's my biggest fear where I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know. Mine, uh, I, I guess mine would be Zodiac Academy. <laughs> I have the book. I bought it as a joke for $3.50 at an Amazon return store. <laughs> um, and I, I have it in my bookcase, but like, I don't know if I'm ever going to actually get to it. And even if, I like to get to it. I don't know if I really want to because I know it's a bully romance and um, Mia just is not about that life. I'm even writing a bully romance to basically correct all the other bully romances that I ever read when I was younger because they just, they always like the, the harem was always so like timid and like, like always like, so like pent up about, about all the like being bullied. And it's like, girl, go like beat the guy up or something like don't just like sit there and let him treat you so shitty you know yeah I don't do bully romance either I read the first Zodiac Academy and was like I bought the first four books because I was like TikTok says it's good I'm gonna trust TikTok so I bought the first four books in the series read the first book and was like and now I have three other books on my shelf that I'm never gonna touch this is why TikTok is not always reliable for good books <laughs> like some of the books that like people go crazy over are actually kind of subpar if if at all good so tiktok is not an always not always a reliable source for uh good books to read it's kind of a you kind of have to pick and choose and uh look at the reviews before you pick up a book from tiktok you, you gotta be on your side of tiktok mm-hmm and somehow sometimes that happens where you're on other sides of TikTok and you're like, how the how the heck did I get here? I got told the other day that there was a monster book talk, like a monster romance book talk. And I'm like, how am I not there yet? How has the algorithm not slid me in that direction? You know? So what are some books that are on your TBR for 2023? Crescent City 3. <laughs> If we get it. If we get it. I think it's coming out in 24. Oh, I hope not. She said she said 18 months. 12 to 18 months. From the announcement or 
from the from last the publication. From the from the, okay, the, the it was announced at the same time, like literally like the couple days after it was published, the other one. So yeah. it wasn't that it wasn't that long. I don't from, know. So I mean I feel like it, it would be because but it's SJM because she can always be like, and she's got the power to be like, no, I'm not ready. Let's, let's slide it, it back was, a little. It was February when the book came out, which means six months past February is going to be like, what, July? Yeah, I don't know. I think if anything, if we if we don't see something in the fall of 2023, it'll be 2024, like Becca says. But uh, Crescent City 3, if we get it. Um, I'm in the process of recollecting a series of books that I read as a teenager that I really want to reread so that I have the kind of nostalgia factor because they were books that were they were my dad's books it's the wizard's first or the wizard's first rule series by um it's not that no that's not the name of the series it's called the sword of truth series by Terry Goodkind and uh it's a high fantasy series Terry Goodkind is not a great writer he does a lot of the like magic vagina um brooding hero type of romance in this in this particular fantasy and it's very political I remember that much but I was reading it in like seventh grade I was I should not have been reading these books necessarily in seventh grade but I was so I've been recollecting them I really want to read the series again next year um what was the other book it was literally just in the in my brain and it's gone now it's gone where did it go I don't know Oh my god, I'm literally having a, the biggest brain I honestly can't remember what book it was. I, I'm panicking a little bit because I'm like, what the actual F? Um, oh, um, Centaur's Wife by Amanda LaDuc. She's the one that wrote Disfigured. Um, this is a, uh, the Centaur's Wife is about a girl who has damaged legs and her father takes her up this mountain um, to try and like heal her. And it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic and it feels i'm very interested in it it just came that's out already out that's it just out came out but i haven't time. but it's one i want to read by the like in the next year i don't i haven't been following publication releases very well me neither uh what else oh, I oh, have, oh I what have the hex what the hex jessica claire what the hex that one's coming out in april yes that's the second book in the um the go hex yourself uh. series is, uh, Which, is by the way, I just finished listening to the words by Ashley Jade, and the narrator for that book is the same narrator as the What the Hex, and I was like, wait a minute, they're two separate names, and that's when I realized that that's the same narrator, but he has an alter ego that does like really dirty erotica audio narration, and his name is mm -hmm. Teddy Hamilton, which I think is like the perfect pseudo porn name. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, I will be rereading something in um 2023 because I got to uh I if on NetGalley I did an arc read of uh um not your ex's hex hex or yeah, not your ex's hex, which is the sequel to uh Not the Witch You Wed that we read. Um oh. and I it was so good that I'm like Y'all best know I'm gonna be rereading this book when it comes out in February of 2023. Um, because it's just so it's really good. The book that I was thinking of just came back to my brain. Uh I think we're all gonna be reading Secretly Yours by Tessa Bailey. Yeah. Because that one comes out in February. Uh also Nemi's book comes out in March, Obsidian Feathers, the one that was recommended by uh ruthie on our diversity podcast that one comes out in march i'm excited to read that one when it does come mm -hmm. out oh, i have a long list uh oh yeah that's not you always list. have a long list <laughs> okay that's, so we have the that's we inevitable have, we have the stolen air by holly black that comes out in january um that's like a continuation a a i don't know if it's like a off the side story or a continuation of the cruel prince it's something well, to do with she the did, cruel prince she did another one um she she had another one come out that was like i think the same universe as the cruel prince um just recently 
uh what was it called i can't remember what the i'm gonna have to look it up uh yeah but it wasn't like part of, it wasn't like cruel prince like spin-off or i don't know if it was a spin-off but it was in the same universe as the cruel prince i think um let me just pull her up holly holly black okay i'm I, i'm aware i don't have any books was it? i was looking in the wrong place sorry i'm talking to goodreads it's Holly in Black, what is it called? Book of the Night. Is it like a continuation of that series? The Book of Night series? No, that's her supposedly adult stand, supposed to be a standalone, but now it's a series. Um, I have it. I did not finish it. It was a DNF for me. I didn't know it existed. <laughs> the Book of Night? Book of Night by Holly Black. I don't Number follow one. Holly Black that close. I never really have. I didn't know about the new book for the cruel prince. I, I will say I read that a lot, like right before I got onto TikTok, and I hated it because I was like, what is this? And I just stayed into it because the political intrigue had me like curious. And I find myself wanting to do a reread because I feel like I'm missing something crucial that everyone else is like obsessed with. Mm -hmm. And it feels weird because I'm like I feel like I'm missing out on something and I feel like I should like this but I don't know why I don't I read it last year and I wasn't really into it and I was like you know what but like after I read it I was like wait no I, I do like this mm-hmm. so I came back earlier this year and I was going to reread it and when I was rereading it, I was like no I, I don't like this and I figured it out I I just like Carden so it's like from Blood and Ash I'm, I'm only here for Carden and everyone <laughs> else I don't care about that's the mm. that's the male main character, right? Yes. But doesn't he have a weird tail? Yes. That's maybe where the monster situation started and the tail fetish for me. Mm. Oh, but see, doing... I was I was so not into the reading while I was reading it that like when a certain scene happens, I think like in Queen of Nothing, and his tail popped in. I was like, wait, what? When did you get this? Mm. Yeah, I was the same way. I was listening to it on audiobook, and so I was like, I I used it as a way to like. Uh, like when I was on hiking and stuff that's how I was listening to it It was like listening to it during hikes and and so I was like it it was just a way to pass the time but I was like I don't like this but it's just it's something and it's better than nothing and Mm -hmm. now I'm like I feel like I feel like I like it but I also don't like it and so I I'm gonna be rereading it for sure before you Mm -hmm. reread it if you haven't read it already read um the king of Elfheim which is like the little side story the little side thingy that's where I fell in love with Carden because it gives a lot of his backstory and like how he was raised and it makes like a lot of the things he does make more sense Mm. and when you read that and then compare it to how he acts throughout the trilogy you realize he's actually nothing but a sad boy who thinks hate is love because he's been trained to do that oh no oh no you're making me like him already I can't help but feel bad for him I don't want to feel bad for someone who's mean but at the same time like you're making me feel bad yeah you're confronting me stop it the way it is is like he was conditioned by all the people who were supposed to love him in life they were all cruel to him so when in the beginning when he's like mean to Jude and you turn out and find out later oh he's liked her all along it's because he thinks being mean is showing love uh damn it becca so it's called the crow prince (laughs) damn it becca other books of elfheim the king how how the king of elfheim learned to hate stories i think is what it's called right yeah yeah oh other books uh katie roberts uh dark olympus i think she has two books coming out next year radiant sin and Mm, i can't remember she's got like 10 or more books planned for that series Uh, i think it's eight no, nine. I was like, I was looking at her website. She's got at least ten planned, and like all the characters. Because I read the first two of the series, um, Neon Gods and and Electric Idol, and I'm like, I really want to see, um, Cal- what's her face, Calliope, or is it Calip- Calliope, or Calypso, whatever the heck her name is, their oldest sister. I'm like, I want to see her story. Oh, oh, just just wait. If yeah like it's i think she said she's doing that one last i've been that long yeah i think she's also got the gargoyles captive a part of her demons bargain series is coming out next year too that i'm excited for i didn't love the dragon's bride um it felt well 
I guess I was expecting more plot and I was like well I mean it's a monster fucking romance so maybe I should hold my expectations a little bit lower but uh I don't know yeah honestly I don't go in with any expectations about anything when I'm reading a book because it's just like it makes it a little bit easier to like when you don't have expectations you're just like it's a book <laughs> go in it that's fair that's fair that's how I but, went in with Ice Planet Barbarians. I was like, I'm going at zero expectations. And look what look how that turned out. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's a just... slippery rabbit hole. I've gotten where I am today. Oh, you were gonna say because of Ice Planet Barbarians <laughs> that I said I wasn't going to read. Right? I remember those times you're like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not gonna read this book. Like what? And then we all fell into it. All right. So here's here is something that I'm find super interesting about tbrs i've seen a few articles that are like this is how many books you can read before you die or this is how many books you have left to read time is not infinite we will expire so there is a limited number of books that we'll be able to consume supposedly so i thought it would be fun to kind of take our maybe not our like the number of our of our uh rate read books like maybe half of the half the number because it's like you know an average maybe and we can kind of like figure out approximately how many books that we have left until we hit 80 so i know that i how much i have read this year and i'm probably going to be able to do about the same next year i'm 33 and if we go to say 80 that means i have 47 that means that i would have approximately 3525 books left to read like time to read in my lifetime based on what the speed that i currently read books give or take and if i go with like half of what becca's number is give or take i'll say you know 350 because we know it's more than that but like an approximation and you you're about the same age as me right i'm 30 okay so 50 years jesus christ what number do you get and i'll tell you what number i got when i did it Seventeen thousand five hundred, because i did it based on 350 books a year times 50 years so if we if we take what i can read in a year and like half it i got forty thousand books <laughs> jesus christ so i'm 24 so if you could do 80 it's like what 56 years left yeah give like or take 56 and i read about i mean i have missed a lot of my books in, in like putting them into goodreads um but like on average i can read like 300 books a year something like that because i can read like a book in a day if I have the time um and then like novellas are still books <laughs> um my and I, so my so 56 times 300 16,800 books you guys are better than me I I took I was like okay conservatively I think I could probably do about 100 books in a year that's about where I'm at that's right a, now. I'm not going to give my final numbers. So I was like, we'll go with like three quarters of that in an average year. And that's where I got my 35, my measly 3,500 books left. So you guys are outpacing me hardcore. Well, I mean, everyone reads at different paces, like, and everyone takes in information differently. I feel like part of the only reason I take in the information so fast is because of my ADHD ask a brain. <laughs> because it's just like but it's funny because a lot of people with ADHD is the opposite where you take longer but I'm just like special I guess <laughs> all right do we have any final questions round table any other TBR related questions that we want to ask is there any way that you guys want to maybe too many ideas for implementing a system on um like a better system that you'll actually because I feel like often it, unless you're Becca who like is able to remote like you know avidly check off every single book she reads often like I will forget to put in the books that I've read um 
or like I have all these things like everywhere all over the place like from TikTok that I still have in catalog so do you guys have any type of system that you want to put in place to make it easier to remember to count your books or like to like have it all in one place I think I want to get a book cart and that's where I want to put everything that I want to read within like easy reach I think that for me would be easier because right now it's all on my bookshelf or like scattered in piles and then I'm like I forget what I have so I like the idea of the book cart that I've seen like that little Ikea cart that little three-tier Ikea cart to kind of organize my books because then I'm like okay these are the books that I want to read right now and if something else comes in and earth surfs that cool but like these are the books I have intent to read in the moment it'd be fun to have that to just float around my room just like have like because I wouldn't like set it against a wall I just kind of have it floating anywhere in the room now my mother can't get mad at me for having another thing in in my (laughs) small tiny room (laughs) I just gaze at my shelf and I'm like I haven't read you yet so let's try you now to eliminate things from my TBR one thing I did this year is like last December I took it was probably like 16 books because some months had one some months had two and I wrapped them and just put like January February on them and so every month I got to unwrap a book but it was a book that been sitting on my TBR for a long time and I've done so well I've done well all year I actually read the books I unwrapped so I'm going to try it again next year and see what happens uh but that's one way like making the pulling things like off your TBR fun method for me because the jar wouldn't work for me I would I'm a mood reader and I'm gonna pull something out and I'm gonna be like I'm really I really don't want to read you right now and I would just stick it back in there no but that's a really interesting idea I like that kind of like a bookish advent calendar of all of the books that you haven't read yet that are sitting on your shelf right like like, that's cool you do like you do like blind date with a book kind of thing where you're like you you wrap up these books and like read this if you're in the mood for this or like read this if you're in the mood for this like so you kind of have an idea of okay, I'm feeling this way and I want a book that's, you know, this kind of thing. Okay, like, where do I go? But then you have it all kind of compiled and you're like, okay, when you're feeling like this, this is a book you'd want to read. I'm kind of doing that next next year too. Like this year and next year, I'm doing like the Advent mystery book, which is funny because there was a book I was looking for on my shelf for like a month that I couldn't find. I knew I owned it for years and realized I had wrapped it last December and forgot so I finally eventually unwrapped it and I was like there you are uh but another one I'm doing next year is blind date with a poet so I'm going to wrap 12 poetry books that I've never read because I really love poetry and each month I'm gonna have a blind date with a poet and unwrap (laughs) unwrap a book nice so I completely forgot that I had these but um as part of my Illumicrate in October I got these reading prompt cards that I think I'm going to use next year to do my, like maybe try and get through some of my books because they have stuff on them. Like they say the oldest book on your TBR, the newest book on your TBR, a book by a queer author, a book outside your comfort zone, a book from an author you've never read before, a book with multiple POV. So like it kind of like, gives you a bunch of suggestions with the Illumicrate book you've had the longest like you know so I think I might try that too because it seems like they're I forgot completely forgot that I had this until we were talking about it like some of them are like a book that has been adapted into a movie a book with a color in the title so that might uh I might do that I might even make it a TikTok series I don't know we'll see like I'm using my reading prompt cards to decide what I'm reading for the month we'll see like I'm pretty sure I have a a TBR book or like a books I've read that like thing I got from Amazon that I have not touched yet so should we use that uh, I guess it would require me being not being um unmotivated and actually like forcing myself to get off my butt and go like make the things because <laughs> that's part of the thing you have to do to do the things next week i guess we have to start making a list of our favorite children's books because that's what we're talking about next week children's books and the only one that i can think of right now is the polar express but (laughs) ooh, i can think of a few more 
Um, well, my brain's like, I mean, there's green eggs and ham. Dr. Seuss, anything. Oh, the places you'll go. There's lots. You're pro- you know, reading spree this week. Mm. Becca's gonna have the biggest list. I'm, I know because she reads everything. I'm excited to see what Becca pulls for us. But yeah, well, if we have nothing else to say on our TBRs other than good luck and Godspeed, because <laughs> we're gonna need it, like have desperately. A- <laughs> have a wonderful <laughs> evening and weekend, my friends. We'll talk next week. Bye. Yeah, bye. Want more from the bookish bitches? Follow us on TikTok at Drinking Ink Podcast for updates on our newest episodes, releases, and behind the scenes chaos. Or send us an email at drinkinginkpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Amazon, Google, Apple, and Spotify to get more bookish podcast fixes. You can also follow our hosts on their personal accounts located in the show notes, along with full transcriptions of this episode and more. Stay thirsty, friends.